0: Hey, welcome to episode 5 of Bastard Pastors, which is Jon Snow's favorite podcast. Get it? Ew. I
1: don't have a <laughs> joke. That
0: was my fun Bastard joke. Spoiler alert. Ooh, spoiler alert if you haven't read those books. Anyways, so uh, first segment of the day is our Lord Voldemort stories, although we should not call him Lord because no, he would he like that way that. too much.
1: It just, We were just talking about this, to clear this up. Voldemort is immensely proud of every one of these stories. These are not things he's ashamed yes. of. The, if he's ashamed of anything, it's that he did not go farther with these stories of embarrassment and torture on us. So please don't, if you're wondering who it is, feel free to guess away. Um, but please don't feel like we're embarrassing him at all by telling these stories. He is excited that these As stories get As Voldemort included.
0: would be. <laughs> just have um, his
1: name mentioned is the big deal for him. And me.
0: if you're just tuning in, we do this segment. Uh, every week so far where we're just telling stories about one in particular person who is a parishioner of our church who does horrific things. Um, So this week's story uh, goes back in time a little bit. When we first started the church, I and a few other people worked at a biblical higher learning institution. Uh, that, uh, has oh, a football like team you now in the city, right? Oh yeah.
1: You got can it. Can be God's Bible? <laughs> it's pilot? definitely not that one. I found um, another one the other day. I found two other ones in like dilapidated buildings in bad parts of town, but somebody... I'm sure that they fleeced people out of money for it.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, so we all worked in the admissions office. Uh, I actually thought I was an amazing, um, admissions counselor. And I liked my job there. We, we I was doing the church work and working there, and it was supplementing good income. And uh, Voldemort got me fired.
1: Uh, <laughs> you and three other people. Me
0: and a whole entire staff, we got called into an office um, one day, and we were like, what's going on? This and, is the
1: first year of the church being open. Yes. And this is probably 30% of the people of our church get... They're, their families lost significant sources of income
0: that day right so they pull us into this office and they say um okay you're all fired and we're like what what are we all fired for and they're like well we've caught you sending emails about your boss and i was like well what emails later on we found out that uh the emails were sent by voldemort (laughs) With all of us in there.
1: Well we still assume, because you never got to see the emails. We never got to
0: see the emails, but when they said <laughs> when I said, well, What did it say? and one of the we finally found out that one of the emails called our boss a fucktard, I was like, Oh, well we that's know, clearly we exactly Voldemort. That I know exactly <laughs> who that is.
1: Cause one of the guys threatened for him to fall and trip on his like letter
0: opener. Some scissors on the stairs and impale his neck. Well we also know who that is. <laughs> We also <laughs> knew that. that, that is. Person, the too. fact of the matter is it wasn't me. It okay, wasn't well, you for And he got us all fired. Uh,
1: the stuff you should have gotten fired for at that, that institution, like the flying penises that were still there four years yeah. later behind pictures. Which
0: I still claim is a beautiful piece of art. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's that story. How he kind of screwed our church over a we lot of... Like, uh, I mean, the whole church almost We had to pay people's bills for a and while we, and Justin had to get another.
1: Justin got a job at Red Tree because of that. Yeah. You wouldn't be at Red Tree now. He screwed you, and the, you and twice. The... <laughs> he got you fired and made you a small business. So Dang whatever. it.
0: And the whole time he sits back and laughs. (laughs) Anyways, that's the Voldemort story. So for this week, uh, basically we just have two things I kind of want to uh, ask of my co-pastor Jason and let us talk about. First is something kind of relevant and new, um, is...
1: This is going to come off sounding like we're attacking something. Yes, else, this is... It's,
0: I'm going to try not to make it sound negative. It's not negative. But for me, interestingly enough, it has become weird. Um, so we are in an, a community where there are lots of other churches. Uh, we try to work with the other churches, especially the older churches. They seem to really like us. Right. Um, and then there's the megachurch we talked about last week. And they we're insignificant to them, so they don't really care about us. And we don't really care about them. Uh, however, there have been... Is this the third... Church plant that is very similar to us. Um, I think the third, or maybe yeah. there was two real ones and one that was just one talked one about. about. Yeah, and how it is a weird thing to be. I don't know if the word's threatened, but like, audited, weirded out by it. Really? Uh, it weirds it out. Really? Yeah, uh, to the point where sometimes I'm like, I fucking hate these guys.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> just a
0: little more than weirded out. I guess. Well, it's,
1: well, church planting is it's an insecure job. I don't think it matters.
0: Okay, sorry. Um, Technical difficulty.
1: I don't. Church planting is an insecure job because because you never know what you're doing. You're always on the you're always on the edge of your skill set. You're always if I if I still worked in the Presbyterian Church, I could go to Presbytery that has access to 600 years of records. Here's what we've done in these various situations all around the world, and they're good at that. That's what they do. But with us, for the most part, there's there's our elders. At our church who would help us in any way possible, but in most church situations are going to defer to us because we're the ones doing it every day. And so every time, anytime there's any sort of, and you're always barely making ends meet, we're always one bad tithe month away from going under. Like,
0: oh, looks like we're all uh, doing it for free next week.
1: (laughs) Right, and so so anything that looks like competition isn't so much that I'm worried about competition, um... It's just that I feel like I'm going to be exposed as the bad church planter. These guys are going to come in and do all the things right that we do wrong. Mm. And then our people will be like, oh, look, we can get everything we get out of legend. Plus all the good programs for our kids and all all the other stuff that churches are supposed to do that we don't do very well.
0: Yeah, and this is odd that me and you feel this way because typically I feel like it's a type of neuroses that is more common towards you. And I'm just like, ah, whatever, it'll all work out. And usually I'm like that. But lately, it's for me, it's like... A cooler kid in class mm-hmm. like you were the funny cool guy and now another funny cool guy is coming so the second i can like discredit the new person as not being funny and cool right. that's what you want to do so for the original one was a presbyterian church that started and i love both the the pastors there. they're actually awesome dudes i, I think right. they're good um
1: but one of them was being with the guy who was kind of mentoring me and us through this the right time. And I didn't know that they were meeting together. I'm like, what are you double-dipping, man? Why are you telling somebody else to play the church in Oakley? We're already here.
0: <laughs> and so they started, and I was like, oh, is this going to be weird? But I feel like they were so different from us uh, that I was like, oh, okay, it's not even right. a thing. The people that are going to be attracted to them are not going to be the same people we get. Sure. Sure. But then there's this new one, and I'm sorry if you're listening and you are this because there's actually a really good chance that you are, and it's cool. I love everything, but this is us being honest, and mm-hmm. honestly, it fucking freaks me out, man. Oh,
1: totally. Totally. <laughs> I was telling somebody I had breakfast with somebody from church today. Every Sunday morning when people come back, I'm like, you guys came back again? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm always sure they're going to find something back in right. church. And, and as we've
0: said several times, we feel like we've done this wrong, and we're looking at this new group and I'm like, ah, shit! Oh, they're they doing got, it all right. They
1: got funding. They got funding. Organization. They
0: meet in the coolest building in the city. Although we would never want to have anything to do with that building now. Yeah, never. But this, if you walk into the space that they're meeting at, you're like, awesome. oh, this is exactly how I always wanted ours it's to what look. We to do. And I don't know if you know this, listener, but we meet in a jazzercise room, and it <laughs> smells like old sweat and Zumba all, right, the time. all the time. It just smells like Zumba. You walk in, you're like, mm, someone's been Zumbaing here, <laughs> and like children. Like children vomit and Zumba. That's yeah. what it smells like. Right. And that's where we meet, and we'll never be as cool as where they meet. They send out these cool advertisements that, like, I was stupid. Somebody in our church, I walk in their house and they have one of these cool Tolkien quotes that was sent out from this church framed in their house. I'm like, what the hell is this, man? And they're like, well, it was really cool when they sent it out. I was like, no, 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 we take this down. We tried to do something like that, and
1: it failed. It, got it failed. It
0: was. We yeah we our efforts like that seem to not work and out. There
1: is, there is a sense we both have done church planning and been involved in church for long enough. We know all the uh, we know all the steps you're supposed to take. We know things you're supposed to do. To some degree, we don't want to do a lot of those things because we don't want the we don't want the end result. We don't want the typical church we grew up in. But the flip side of that is, as we've talked before, because we have second gigs, whether it's parenting or running a small business or doing other things, there's limited amounts of time and energy and space to devote to those things. And you have to pick what you're going to be devoted to, right? And so if I choose to be devoted to people, I'm not going to be choose devoted to building an institution or building programs or building infrastructures, which, and these things, because they're coming out of this, this particular organization other church is coming out of, uh, a Baptist organization, I think Baptist organization that does really good at starting new small churches all over the country. It's right. like, what they do, and so these guys got all the funding that we tried to get when we went all to those disastrous church planting assessments. They just are the, the and they they seem like from the start before they gave, unless we sound critical, these guys all sound like guys who love Jesus and, and they're like awesome. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing it's, everything they can. This has nothing to do with them as much
0: as our insecurities. <laughs> I feel like it
1: exposes us. Uh, So, you and I talked about this last week, and I meant to print out the article. I read something, and it was from Tina Fey, and it was her talking about when she was on Saturday Night Live, not when she was a writer, but when she became an actor on Saturday Night Live, she felt like standing up and screaming, I know you all know I'm a fraud. I know you can see through me. I know I'm not funny. And she wrote this article, particularly about how women, when they get to places of success because the culture tends to not elevate women and tends to elevate men, that women feel like they're frauds in this place of success. And so they feel like they're faking it because someday people are gonna they gonna find out that they never should be here anyway. And I started looking around and there's a ton of psychology written about this. And I think we're probably the nth degree of it. I always feel like somebody's going to expose us for frauds. That <laughs> we're, because the thing that makes me the most mad is when other pastors treat us like we're not real pastors. Oh yes. But most of the time, I feel like I'm not a real
0: pastor. Oh, that's the other one, too. They're sort of, like, in our back door as well. Yeah,
1: they're close enough, although... They're
0: they're, way different.
1: Yeah, they've taken an entirely different sort of tact than we
0: have. But another thing that sort of... I guess when I start to really examine why this frustrates me or why I get, like, rage fits here and there, is uh, we've done so much fucking groundwork. We've done nine years of just plowing through and we don't do any advertising and we don't always say hey this is who we are Some other people are going to come in and be like, oh, I bet these are the people that have always been doing it. And I feel like – because Crossroads has even ridden – I mean, sorry, Mega Church has even (laughs) uh, ridden on our, like, hard work before where they come in like, oh, well, they must be this big church because they're doing stuff. And that – I'm like, but we – I don't want to advertise because that's not really who we're supposed to be. But at the same time, we did it, not them. And I feel like new church will come in and people will be like, oh, it must be that – Church has always been there. And, well,
1: what, and what we found out this week is that they're in the same predicament we were, where finding a space to meet at in our community is difficult. So, so they're going <laughs> to they're gonna, they're, they're gonna, so they're gonna run out the same community building that we meet in just on Sunday nights, not during time. But although, So this is probably why it sets us off. The person who runs the community center told me once that another church went to the community center. And tried to overbid us. tried to overbid us. They offered them more money than we pay for rent. And it's one of those things that we've done right by building relationships. The community center didn't just bounce us, which they could have. Right. I wouldn't have blamed them. The, the, get the, money. the money's good. We would have had to come back for more money. Right. But because that we built good relationships and we, we serve them and we connect with them whenever we can, they were not willing to just push us out for the sake of more money. But, I, what, I, but what if these other guys show up and are better at that than we are? Right. What if they
0: – Oh, the church
1: meets at the community center? No. Oh. <laughs> we already have one of those.
0: No, the uh, it, and the dude actually, you didn't, you weren't on this email thread. He caught a little my crazy, cause he. I didn't. I was reading real fast his email and I didn't see the wink face in there. But he goes, "Yeah, we're gonna rent out the community center on uh, Sunday nights. Do you know anything about the church that meets there on Sunday mornings?" And then there was a wink face, knowing that he knew it was us. But I didn't see that, <laughs> so I wrote back I was like, "Yeah, we're the ones who meet there on Sunday mornings, dude. I don't know." And then he actually wrote back he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm real sorry. I, I, I he's like, uh, actually, you know, I know sometimes text doesn't come across. I was just being maybe a little too snarky. I was like." Oh, you were joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. They're not even cool.
1: I mean, it, it, and it comes down to, and my guess is this guy would know this and everybody else would know this. Ministry is, ministry is self, uh, I'm, I'm missing the word here, but it makes you self, it makes you self-doubt. It makes you insecure. Mm-hmm. No matter, even if you're doing the bad, my guess is if you went to Mega Church's pastor, who is a dynamic speaker and a good organizer and he, he's good at building organizations and turning people loose and casting vision. He's doing everything right. If you went and asked him and got him to talk about what he feels in late at night when he goes to bed, when he's by himself, mm. right? That he feels the same insecurities and fears that we do. His organization might not let him expose those. His organization might give him social pressure to not talk about those. I don't know. I've never asked him about this, but I've been a place where it's not okay to be weak. Mm. Whereas at legend, it's always been okay to be weak because right. it's all that we have. Right. And then I, I'm, I led with, I always lead with, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. <laughs> and the stuff that I worry about and freak out about. Right. Um, and
0: what's funny is I just don't normally ever freak out about these kind of things. But lately I've been like, but it, then again, if you really step back and think about it, what, is, what what's really going to happen? There's what, uh, 10,000 people within a square mile.
1: Yeah. If you, so I got to, an advertise. Facebook's trying to get me to pay for legend advertising today. I was sure. Yeah. Um, but they offered that they could share our volunteer event to 250,000 people within like a three square mile radius, Jeez. which I, th- right. I think that's a little. I think it's strange.
0: But it is. It is odd. And then again, if you'll probably hear it say this a lot, I do feel like uh, we are way different. Uh, but it's just similar enough to where it scares me a little bit. Where I'm like, I think, oh, okay. I
1: think that's. I think that's an important. That's the that's the mental checkpoint where you say, man, the people that have come to to our church, most of them actually have actually tried the megachurch. church. Right. Most have tried and found it not to be a place where they could connect. Um, somebody who wants to go to like a high liturgy church, like the Presbyterian church that we talked about, right? Was, and they're probably not as high liturgy as some of the others, but they're much more they're much more structured than we are. Right. Um, if you came here, you wouldn't like going to that church, and if right. you went to that church, you wouldn't like us. My guess is these guys who are talking right. about are just and. And we, when we started, we were of the philosophy that, you know, a church on every corner until everybody in the country is a Christian. Like right. They, until everybody's a Christian, there aren't enough churches.
0: Right. Yeah, the lady who started the business that I own, the coffee shop, she – one time another coffee shop came around the corner and she – I was like, dude, does this freak you out? And she's like, no. She's like, if this is what God's called you to do, God's right. called you to do it and right. he'll work that out, which I've always – even when new coffee shop came in, sure. uh, and my wife was freaking out, and I never did because I was like, "Oh, we don't need to freak out about that." Um, although one thing is that we did with—I well, think we've done it with every church plant so far—and uh, I wanted to do it with these guys is challenge them to like an after church kickball, softball match Nobody or something wants like that. To play with us. And no one wants to play. I'm <laughs> like, "This would be awesome And we could like really build it up to like rivalries, like yeah, screw these guys." Yeah. Uh, but they're all like, "No, we we actually got a lot going on. We don't have time for that." I'm for- like, "Damn it." We do. <laughs> well, they're all.
1: This is this is one of those areas where whenever we meet with these people, I feel like I'm the child in the room, and they're all professionals. Because hey, they almost always show up in like polo shirts and nice pants, whereas I show up in like some raggedy. Yeah, blue and I'm t-shirt. like, oh,
0: I should probably do better.
1: <laughs> right, and like so. I, I, it, any again, I mean, my guess is, my guess is, if you went and talked to all of our friends who are business professionals, they have the same anxiety and fear. There's always a fear I'm going to be exposed as a fraud. Or that somebody better is kind of... Especially at our age, right? I'll be 40 in a year and a half. We're starting to get to the age where there are professionals who are 22 coming out I with fresh ideas. And we're outgrowing.
0: We, I do feel like that, too. I'm like, are we the old people? We're totally
1: the old people at this point. We're yeah. we even the old people in our church.
0: And we're stuck to our... Are we stuck in our way? And, yeah, it's that's a scary thing, too.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's also dangerous for you and I because as soon as we feel that, we'll blow things up just for the sake of... <laughs> uh, do you remember how when we worked at the Presbyterian Church together the pastor there who was older by far than us would get frustrated at our willingness just to blow things up for the sake of blowing things right. up, just to try something new, not for any reason other than trying things new, right. but because he'd spent an entire career putting out fires at people who were mad at people who were trying things new.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it goes into another, and I guess this is about being established in which we, we should talk about this in another podcast, I guess, but I, you know, lately I've been thinking, oh, are there different ways to do things? Should we right. do things this way? But we've already established who we are. This is how we do it. We actually did a series on our quote-unquote liturgy that we have created. And have we gotten so far into that that we can't change? Have we gotten so far into that that we can't do something new? Would people be like, well, I don't like this. And right. then we actually, because there was a time where we would do it, people were like, I don't like this. Like, yeah, we're still doing it. Right. But now would we be like, okay, no one likes this? So it's, it is a whole different thing. But... Anyways, let's go to the second part of this podcast.
1: Which think, which probably connects. Connects
0: very, actually, a lot. Um, and this all spawned from, uh, I almost said I, w- I was drinking a little bit when I had this thought, but I actually totally wasn't because it was right after volleyball and I was like, you know, kind of sweating, sweaty and tired. Having a conversation with someone from our church and I just started going through in my head while we were talking about the times, or maybe it's just time for me, but probably times where I really just wanted to quit.
1: Mm. It's like,
0: I could really just quit. So I wanted to start off by asking you, co-pastor Jason, uh, tell me about when you have really wanted to literally, not just because you're frustrated yeah. for a second, but you're like, I just want to quit.
1: Um, it's fun. My wife can tell where I'm at sort of emotionally by, if I use the phrase, I'm going back to teaching. If I say, I'm, I'm done, I'm done with it, she's like, Okay, things are off the rails. Get Jason a beer, sit him outside, sit him outside and leave him alone for a few minutes. So I, it's, and I've, there is, I have there. i do not know. I'm trying to, like, so the other thing I don't want to do is I don't want to tell this story and hurt somebody's feelings because they think I'm talking about them. Most, of, so the time that made me really want to quit was where I, this, something had happened in an interpersonal dynamic between me and another person. It wasn't because I did. I was just there picking up the pieces of this where I just didn't know what to do anymore. Though I felt completely alone and mm. this person was having an emergency and I didn't know how to solve it. And there really wasn't a solution, this is long term. And so I'm sitting alone with this person. Um,
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm giving Jason looks like, who is it? Who um, is it? And he's trying to communicate and look back.
1: We'll, so, we'll, we'll just keep going. <laughs> but this, person, um, this person was having a legit emergency and it was my job to sit with them through the emergency that had no easy resolution. It was going to be years of working this out. And I was like, Jesus, I don't know what to... and I, I actually sat down and prayed and said, Jesus, I don't know what I'm doing here anymore. I don't know how to help and I might be making things worse. And I like the passages of scripture that talk about woe to you who makes one of these children stumble and what to you, what are the mm. teachers of the law, like it would be better for the, the millstone around the neck to there's yeah. something to see. Those things weigh heavy on me. And i You sitting, pay
0: the double portion. <laughs> right. And I'm sitting
1: here with this person unable to help unable to make things better when they wanted me to make things better and i kept thinking "Man, i bet i bet ex-pastor from my past could, could fix this i bet expert i bet justin was here he could talk this person off the back from the ledge of the throne right now and i was like i don't know what i'm doing i'm doing damage to the kingdom of god here um i think you probably wanted me to tell a funny story there. no i wasn't thinking I don't, funny man i, my think thing is pretty... I just don't know how to. for me when it when i feel like i'm going to quit it's normally because i've because my insecurities that we talked about a few minutes ago have reached a point where I really don't know what I'm doing anymore. And I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I bet most pastors have those stories. And the, the rate of pastors quitting, like the number of pastors who quit every day, right. is something astounding. And I bet that's what causes it.
0: Yeah. So, because mine has less to do with my insecurities. When you said that, I was thinking, because my bigger insecurities here run from... Uh, not being smart enough uh, because I've always and I joke, but I actually I'm serious I'm always like oh, but well, Jason's the smart one. I'm not the smart one and there's been times. It's <laughs> true There's been times where uh, one night in particular where a person called me and said, I need to talk to you And I call Jason I'm like I need you to come with me because I don't have the words like I just don't have the words it's not my gift and it is Jason's gift and so whenever I have my insecurity, I call you to be sort of a warm blanket. Ew. Nice analogy of board just security. The board is going to get in of that. Uh, just security for me. So those aren't the times I want to quit. Those are the times where I feel ill-equipped and I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I need someone else to compensate for me. Um, there was one time in particular uh, or one season of our church where – so what ends up happening, and this is sort of spawned from that conversation the other night, is I – People, I feel like a lot of, especially in the beginning, the relationships that are there or not there or developing or uh, being developed uh, is a lot of my role here. And when we were small, it was really easy. Right. And then as we were growing, um, there were jealousies and there were, you know, you know, we talked about yep. this a thousand times. Uh There was a group that hung out and then groups that didn't hang out. And it was like, and I always felt like it was my fault. I always felt like this is my fault. I'm not doing something right. And I got so, there was a moment where I was like, I should just stop. I should just, this is too, because I feel, so mine was I get pushed to this point where I feel so thin that I can't do anything to help the situation. There's nothing. I don't know what to do. I probably could if I, you know, wasn't as lazy or if I built more time in or if I, you know, sacrificed my family a little bit more, right, I could right. do that. And it frustrated me and it hurt. And it was, uh, and I prayed for a long time. Um, oh God, you just need to send a bunch of new people. Send a bunch of new people. And then suddenly we got a bunch of new people and they were, that the time? they were, they <laughs> were, <laughs> <laughs> it was just that one time. Cause usually I don't want that. We don't <laughs> have to win it anymore. And, uh. But people came and then there were suddenly people who weren't connected to the original group that were like, oh, I have my own friends. I don't need you crazy people. I just want to show up on Sunday and hear a sermon. And we're like, oh. And then I feel like for a lot of people that was opening new relationships and was a big breather. And then the conversation I had the other night took me back. I had this like freak out moment again where I go, I'm back here again. I'm back here again where people feel disconnected. And, the, and it's what's hard about the way that we've done church is the one thing that we feel like is important is the connected community. And whenever, I guess this is where I start to take my job really seriously, which most of the time I don't, um, is whenever I see the connected community start to break and give way, that's when I freak out. Right. And it was breaking, so, and it's broken in so many times, whether it's the addition of new people or whether it's the uh, insecurities or whether it's uh, people not... Being as inclusive as they need to be, I get to my end and I'm like, okay, it would just be easy to... I remember when I first stopped, my uh, my second ministry I had quit and we were actually going to move to Cincinnati for three months. I did... Um, ceramic tile with my brother-in-law and I remember like oh my gosh so this is you know I get to come and at the end of the day I have a project that I completed cool. and I'm getting paid I go home and there's I didn't talk me. I just laugh with one other guy all day and we listen to music and this is great and yeah. it about, and I was like this is how it needs to be from now on and three <laughs> months later I was like I gotta I gotta talk to people I need people I can't this is so boring
1: well I think that's the hard the hard part of this as one of the people who feels disconnected a lot of the time as opposed to you who tends right. to always feel connected is that if you're going to have a church where the primary value is community, then our job isn't to, to ensure doctrinal fidelity. Our job isn't to ensure that we have the best sermons or the best worship band or those kind of things, which are, which are the churches we grew up in. That was the the benchmarks. Right. Like since we decided to make community the primary thing that when people feel disconnected, that's a real, that's a real thing that it's okay. Now then the question becomes, is that because of something the community's doing or something the person's doing, right? Sometimes right. sometimes we withdraw from community. There are times when right now we're in the middle of this awful, this awful, raising kids in middle right. age and having Marriages
0: in our church is, are at an all-time <laughs> low fast. of happiness, yeah. yes.
1: Because we've got some, Kim and I have something every night of the week right now with kids, and we don't care about it. I don't care about the kids soccer because i hate soccer i don't care about soccer games i want my kids to play music but i'm sort of checked out on the specifics of making them learn to read music and those kind of things and and so so you're just busy all the time so sometimes it's our fault that we're disconnected but sometimes especially in our church we just assume that everybody's going to fit into the the clique that exists mm. and there are people that either don't or don't want to so for example um if you like sports or if you like sci- sci-fi nerd things because so often those things get point like you can't like them both right right that if we're doing if we're doing things that say okay we're gonna do a thing around we're gonna do a super bowl party people are like well i don't like sports just come <laughs> hang out the sport doesn't matter
0: right because if we're doing a crafting party
1: right it's you know it, it, but the, it's fair i get it when you feel like you're not connected um that you're missing out on something in our community and so we actually this is not a slam We actually spend a job doing what I feel like the similar thing that I did when I was a junior high school teacher is making sure people have connections and relationships and they're important.
0: That's the hardest part about our gig is that we have a bird's eye view of everyone. So we know everyone's marriage is not doing well right now, but everyone in the church doesn't know that everyone's marriage is. To the point where I was like, maybe we should just talk about it on Sunday like this. It, you know, cause everyone, hey, I, I, out they're, of fun. Out of fun. Oh man, me and Kristen are the, we're <laughs> the, the, best, we're the, the best, example of marriage. We're talking about that at Titus this weekend. So, I mean, I gotta, you better show up and you better be nice. <laughs>
1: Look good, Kids get a shower. Make sure the kids shower. Yeah,
0: that's right. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, everyone doesn't see that everyone else has the same issues and that's, that's a, that's hard. But then where I start to feel like it's my fault or problem is, I start hearing all this, and I start being like, okay, things aren't going well with everyone. And then I get to a point where I'm tired. And I'm like, I could call and do this. Should I do that? I don't know. And I just get tired. And that's. I feel like with what you said with kids and the phase of life that we're in and the phase of our church, I feel myself exhausted more than I have in years past. On the flip side, I feel like I'm doing like a better job of preaching on Sundays and a better job of those things. And but I don't like the give and take but, there.
1: And look, pastors won't tell you this. Preaching is preaching's the easiest part of being a pastor. Easiest church, part. Especially if you've gone to school for it. Yeah. It's because I right now I can never read another seminary book again, another commentary again. You get your way. And through. I can preach my way through the whole Bible right now because I I spent four years intensively studying. Like right. I know the frameworks. I can generally go through and preach it. I try not to, but there are weeks when it comes down to me, and you're just getting right. what I got. But preaching is the easiest part of the job.
0: Yeah, we it, should. We'll do a podcast on preaching and how much time we do or do not, or how we do it. And that's, other churches spend
1: way more time on it. But I feel like so much of that is a diversion in a way. I like we talked about last week to justify your job because you're deliverable. Whereas the staying out till midnight talking to somebody never makes it on the makes them never makes them on a ledger sheet or a timesheet. Right. It's hard to justify, it's hard to quantify how much ministry you did there or to prove that it was time well invested Right, well invested in and then you're just left questioning what do you what do you do with the day? And I interested I was talking to an older person at our church about this the other day and their take was just like, oh you're all because this person's been at lots of churches, has seen people grow up in the church, their take was, oh this is just what happens when people reach their late thirties, early forties right. and they have kids in this age Ten years from now, with your kids in high school, you won't have this, right? Because you, your kids will drive themselves to events, and you won't be scheduling them. And um, I texted one of the elders of our church the other day. I was like, "Now I know I never saw my parents hanging out with their peers <laughs> growing up because because kids ruined their life right. because kids made them so busy."
0: Right. And to our credit, I feel like that's the best part of our community with its issues, with its brokenness, with its challenges. Is at least our all the families sure. know each other so well that. Uh, they're the community for our kids is they get it my son uh, we, we talked about this last week but yeah he, he goes to the churches he can't believe that everyone doesn't know all the adults and well, it's, at, so. the, at
1: the end of the day it's the only answer to these stresses it's yeah. the only answer to these stresses is find somebody else to go through it with you so right. you just don't feel alone everybody's going to do it but you just got to feel like you're not doing it alone It's the, when, when somebody comes and says hey we're struggling with new baby phase go find somebody else with a new baby, because I'm not in new baby face, so all I'm going to do is laugh. Right. Because <laughs> I remember going through that. I'm not doing that anymore. Right. Um, you just got to find people to get, which is what the ch- what we do, I think, really well as a church, especially if something's wrong. We tend to rally around people wrong. And those are the things, to make this relevant, those are the things where it pulls you back from wanting to quit your job. Because every right. once in a while, it pays off. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get to see it. You get to see fruit of it. You get to see people taking care of other people. You get to see people being kind to other people or l- looking out for other people. Um, right. And that's the trick for us. The next phase of us is us training people, or inspiring people, or leading people, so that they're doing the same thing, where they're fostering right. relationships. Where there's people in our church that nobody knows. And them.
0: Now we become corporate,
1: right? <laughs> the Jason,
0: the bastard, pastor learning,
1: right? We, class. we we'll give conferences, <laughs> we catalyst, catalysts, we we'll write books.
0: Yes. Uh, well, and you know that's another. That, yeah, I guess to bring it around. Uh, if you go to our church, um, that's what we do need. Uh, or I'm sure in many churches, if you're listening, what they need is, hey, I'm going to be someone who to stand up and foster relationships too. Yep. It's not really the, I need to be in the leadership team and make decisions. We right. don't need that. We don't need uh, necessarily a new ministry group. That's cool too. We need someone who's going to say, I'm going to do whatever to foster new community. Especially
1: with people that are really struggling in the community. Yeah. Right? Because exactly. there are people that feel disconnected. And there are people in our church that never get credit for being leaders. Right. Or for, you know, for, and, and I can think of one in particular, who this person goes out of their way to find disconnected people and new people mm-hmm. every time and does an amazing job, at, but this person never they never gets brought up in ministry. They right. never get Ever. celebrated. They never get raised up as a volunteer.
0: A leggy award. A leggy award. Um, the, well, and one thing I learned from you, actually, uh, in one particular case is uh, because the only way that we can get out when we were talking about quitting, the only way we can get really? out is moving, like across, literally across the moving right. out of the city so far away that we, could, we couldn't we could visit. Right. That's how you get out. The only way to quit is to move. With the, And I feel like that should be the testament but for should, any good pastor. The only way for you to quit being the pastor of this church is death right, uh, or moving. But uh, with that, you have to make a community where anyone can leave and they can always be brought back in. Whereas for me... It seems like interesting enough that when people want to leave, I'm like, Pfft, well, i don't. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, this idea of people being involved and they can't—if they leave, they can always come back—and and that just makes it hard to balance and all these kind of things. Well, I, It'd be way easier if we just had to make hospital calls, right? Uh, preach on Sundays, right. do a Sunday, write a write a lesson, and yeah. uh, you know, every now and then deal with a little bit of church leadership. Jargon yeah, maybe, or whatever, and elder meetings, yes, if that's it, conferences, take which your... is what school trains you to be, right? right. Um, and making sure that you look better and are smarter than everyone, right? Uh, that's what which we suck at. Yeah, so and we've that, already done failed there,
1: we, and it, it, that failure alone has set has set the path of this community. Right. Our inability, our and our refusal to lift ourselves above the audience, to lift ourselves above the congregation, to say we're separate from you, because what i have said all along is we're going through the same crap you're going through. We have the same insecurity, same fear, same worries, same failures. We botch it. We're just botching it with you, and so don't don't come here and expect us to get it right all the time, right? Today I'm going to have to go apologize to somebody for something at some point, right? And that's <laughs> that's just part of the gig. It's and you gig. do that even if you don't mean it, you do it right. because it facilitates relationships.
0: Well, I mean, I know we got to wrap up soon, but that when you said that reminded me that's the part that's hard is with all these relationships is you know, when do you, because I feel like if I'm being honest, I have to, what do I withhold and what do I give and where do I say, you know what, I don't care. Or where, it's it's really difficult. I, I think it's a, to do the church the way we have, we've done it the hard way, which I, I also right. think is the right way, but it's definitely hard because we care about people and right. we care about the people who show up and we care whether you're 88 years old and you're a retirement center and you get angry over weird things, which we have, we should right. do a whole podcast about her. <laughs> um... Or, uh, or if you're brand new and you new couple, and there's uh, burdens to share, and and it's doing it. And I think people talk a good game about community, right. but I don't know if they ever run their church that because way. it's a mess and it's hard. It's a
1: mess and it's hard, and it's just easier to run an institution. That's why churches right. drift towards institutions.
0: So, if you're out there, you go to a church, be a good catalyst of relationship and community building. It is the best way you can help these bastard pastors. Band play us off.